Hey, 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 welcome to the Dwayne and Jennifer show. Yes, um, having fun. Today, we asked the question, what does God require? Hey, we want to talk to you about what does God require, right, Jen? That's right, bud. First of all, any opening statements, Jen? Um, you're a good looking man. Oh, wow. That was more of a question. Not to. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought there was a statement. It is a statement. You're super handsome. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, you don't speak truth, Jenny. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, you know, um, the question is asked, what's this life about? Right? Right. And so we're going to get really deep real quick. I love it. We're going to enter into the deep waters. Uh-huh. Touching on those eternal ideas. You got your your philosophy on today? Ooh, the deep waters. Too bad you don't have a tweed jacket with leather pouches. And a little pipe. Yeah. But we do have to ask the question. Yeah. What is God looking for? Yeah. So um, I, there's a verse that has really helped me. Um, understand the the big questions in life. Um, understand, you know, what is this all about? And so, um, so Deuteronomy. So um, we're going Old Testament on you today. So Deuteronomy chapter ten. Um, it's it's um, it's in the context of the tablets, those two tablets that God wrote on. Um, called the Ten Commandments. It's just in the context of all that. And so what what is the summarizing statement of God's conversation with Moses? Yeah. And and what was it about? Mm-hmm. And and can you summarize um in a succinct statement what is God wanting? So God's mic drop. No, it's not a statement, it's it's more of a question. Okay. Okay. So, um, verse verse 12 of Deuteronomy chapter 10, okay? And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? So, this is like a statement that is being made here. But, hey, Israel, in, in the journey, so you got the promise of Abraham. What is the, what's, what's the purpose of the story? Mm-hmm. And what is God wanting from you? So you look back at your history as a nation, as a people, mm-hmm. and, and now you, you find yourself in, in this unique situation where God is now speaking to you through Moses. Yeah. And here's what God is looking for. But to fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. So first thing is that there would be a holy fear. We're going to come back to that. To walk in his ways. Mm-hmm. So there's this awareness of who he is and that he's 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 given us the path forward. And then we walk in it and to love him. Mm-hmm. To serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command for you, to uh, command you today for, and then emphasis on, it's for your good. Yeah. Okay? So first um, opening statement, mm-hmm. I believe what he communicated to Israel in that moment in these two verses still exists today. Right. So this is, in my opinion, this is the question that needs to be asked in every generation. Yeah. 
God is eternal outside of time. Mm-hmm. We are living in his creation and we have um, sin ruling and reigning in our hour. Death is ruling and reigning. So in your journey in, in, in a fallen world, mm-hmm. what does God want from mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And the cultural challenges, um, they're going to be different in each generation, perhaps, um, you know, depends on where you live. <laughs> so if you were born and raised in Nigeria or you're born and raised in Canada, you might have a different experience in life, mm-hmm. but the requirements and what God is looking for is the same for somebody born in Nigeria, somebody born in Canada. Yeah, I love that. So, and this is now, in my opinion, uh, throughout each generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's what's God want from us today. Right. So I'm speaking of living in a um, United States. Mm-hmm. So living in the U.S. today, we have... You know, it just seems what everybody's talking about is these cultural massive shifts that are happening. Right. Um, everything's going on. And so we're living in a very, perhaps even some of you, very confusing time. Mm-hmm. What in the world's going on? All of mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. So in this hour with all of this happening, I think we can even ask this question. Absolutely. And we can ask the question. And then I love that the answer is still the same. Uh huh. So culture shifts and changes. Okay, Circumstances yeah. totally. change, but the answer is eternal and steady, and the answer is what anchors you. Yes, I love that. I mean, if we just go to the last phrase in verse thirteen, it, this this was given mm-hmm. actually for your good. Yeah. And so I believe in every generation, mm-hmm. you need to wrestle this through, firmly get it as your life vision. And if you walk it out, mm-hmm. you're going to have actually a prosperous life. And I'm not talking financial or circumstances. I'm only. talking only, but I'm talking a, you're going to have actually, you're going to make it and you're going to, it's going to have life on it. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be, there's a vibrancy even in the midst of chaos. Yes, absolutely. And so this is for your good. Yeah. Um, so let's go back now. So here's what God is looking for, but that you would fear the Lord. And this has just been a, a phrase and a theme in my life that you know that I, mm-hmm. I continually am asking for a, a greater fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I remember a friend of mine said, because um, I, I made that statement in front of him, and I think it's in front of you, the two of you, that I just want the fear of the Lord. And he said to me, Dwayne, you, you, what are you talking about? You have the fear of the Lord. You're mm-hmm. afraid of decisions mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And I think that to a measure... Mm-hmm. But there's so much more yeah. into into growing into his greatness. Yeah. How would you define the fear of the Lord? I have my definition. Do you have one? Yeah, I think of, I mean, other than, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, which, you know, that's real. But when I think practically, what is the fear of the Lord? It's It's me recognizing my limited, finite state. Mm-hmm. And the fact that God has always been and always will, yes. and He's unmoved by human circumstance. They don't, meaning they don't make Him have a good day or a bad day. One hundred percent. And so the difference between God and man is vast. Yes. And so I can't be indifferent to Him. Yes. I need to recognize Him. Yep. So I mean, there's so many ways. Like I'm in His world. Yes. He's not in mine. Right. Like, and you might think that's heresy, but. To me, it's an incredibly important posture and perspective. Right. 
We revolve around him. He doesn't revolve around us. Yes. And then it's this terrifying glory. Yeah. To me, one of the, one of the just ways of looking at the fear of the Lord is that it's a, it's a, a reverence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we use this phrase, puppy daddy, Papa, Daddy, God, uh-huh. you know that, but there's a there's a you you actually don't use it. I don't. I don't use it because <laughs> because because to me there's an essence of irreverence there, uh-huh. and I think to stand before God is glorious, but it's also terrifying. Mm-hmm. And in our in our human experience, those two words don't go together, right? But there is a greatness. Mm-hmm. There is a a, a transcendence like yes. he 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 transcends everything yes. his creation he transcends it he is mm-hmm. more than bigger than mm-hmm. but there's a holy reverence when i stand before this greatness yeah and i want to live my life in light of his greatness yeah and so that means to me there's a reverence and a, and a purity and a holiness that that he lives in. I mean, that there's a holiness that he lives in, and I want to be near him. Yeah. But that requires a sobriety on how I live and walk my life out. Right. Right. There's a greatness. Yes. And so it'd be like walking up to a five star general. Hey, what's up, dude? Totally. He's in full mil- military garb. You know what I mean? And you're just so casual. Yes. You know, disrespectful to yes. it in a sense. Yes. And so there there is but can I can I ask this question and I don't want to hijack you. But there's so many facets of who God is. And so the challenge in in the God that is he's the king. He's the king of the nations. Mm-hmm. He's the leader of the universe. Yeah. Every day, one day, every single knee will bow and every single tongue will confess yeah. that he is Lord. Yes. It, it, that's hap- that's going to happen. Jesus, yeah. Um, so he's the king. He's the judge. We, we will stand before God and give an account. Yes. Some will be rewarded. Some will have regret. Um, but then also he's... He's a tender father that's slow to anger. Yes. He's God abounding in love. Yes. yes. So he's a father. He's also a bridegroom. Yes. He's tender. Yes. There's intimacy I can experience yep. with him. He shares his heart with me. I share my heart with him. Yes. And so sometimes an overemphasis on one aspect of who he is mm-hmm. can distort the others. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a huge point. When there's an overemphasis on him as a father, then that's where you get this daddy papa god stuff. Yeah, there's an over familiarity. Yes. That's and not that's not doesn't keep his greatness in right. front of you. Yes. Where of course you as a father don't want your you don't want to be stoic, right. nor do you want your children afraid of you. Right. Like our kids are confident. They they right. would run into any room that you were in and didn't care who you were having a conversation with. There was right. an element of you were their dad. Yes. And they had access to you. Yes. So it's keeping intention. Yes, we want that with the Lord. Right. But at the same time, bear in mind, he he's he's a king. There's he, a there's, there's a, majesty, a majesty, a glory, there's a yeah, absolutely. And so he alters, in my opinion, he alters his state for us to even be able to relate to him. So that I don't know we, if I'd use that word alter. You gotta be careful with using that word alter. Well like, I, I think be, due to our well, our finiteness, due to our limited capacity, he has to dial himself back. 
in a sense, so that we can even, he says, I am like, because we can't even understand who he fully is. Well, I would say it a different way. No, don't say it a different way. Say it exactly like that. Well, I mean, I want to make a couple comments off of what you've just said, but but to me, it is, first of all, first and foremost, to me, it is one of the outrageous rewards of be, of being in Christ. Yes. Because what that means is that when when he when I go into his presence and God looks upon me, he looks upon the work of his son. Yes. And so that is the only way. Yeah. So when I I would say that's the only way I can go into his presence. No, that's excellent. Yes. Is is it's the work of Christ. Christ in me has transformed me into eternal life. And so that that to me is even a huge point. Yeah, and through the and Paul, full process of sanctification, we're viewed that way now as though yes, we were, exactly. although we are not. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so this is where Paul says, so I enter his presence with boldness. Yes. But I think that the crowd that Paul was writing to, they had a, a, a fear of him, but they yeah. didn't understand the work of the cross and they didn't understand perhaps maybe the tenderness of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can boldly come yes. in because of what Christ has done. Yes. That 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 that's astounding. Yes, astounding. I mean, it's just so but and then this just another comment. So it is the it is the the how do you not it, but it's the it's the power, it's the glory of God, it's the beauty of God that is he is all powerful unapproachable he lives in a light that you can't approach unless you're in christ like there's such power such glory such weightiness in Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. but also this is the strange thing there's such mercy Mm -hmm. tenderness and love yeah so that is i think a a tension yeah that i would almost like to propose that we live in yeah i agree um i'm not afraid of him that I'm not fearful of him that leads me to insecurity before him. So mm-hmm. if you've got a definition of the fear of the Lord that leaves you insecure, mm-hmm. you have room to grow in your knowledge of God. Absolutely. But if you have a definition of God, a holy reverence, mm-hmm. yet when he looks on me, I I am undone because of his divine love towards me. Right. And that's the glory of of our father that's the glory of mm-hmm. jesus the eternal king he's a true judge but he's also a bridegroom and it's just the 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 journey of discovering these different facets of god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i feel like um in one way perhaps right now within the body of christ we do not have a proper fear of the lord uh-huh. like you know it's it's kind of a little bit condemning to me how old I am, but I had a definition of the fear of the Lord. Um, I couldn't articulate it, but I was raised in it back then, but I I was raised in this um, fear of the Lord. He's awesome. So thus, um, you better not run in the sanctuary. Uh So that was the outworking of holiness, Mm -hmm. of don't, Mm -hmm. God is to be feared. And that led to a list of do's and don'ts. 100%. It was a very religious more interaction with God. So when I heard, I, re, I still remember sitting in um, in the building, listening to Mike Bickle treat, teach on Revelation chapter four. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there 
and it was truly he was speaking with mm-hmm. revelation on them because I just never heard the God who's holy yet beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And um, he did a whole series on what he called the beauty realm. Yeah. And the beauty of God. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it was revolutionary Absolutely. for me. Absolutely. It was teaching that was revolutionary. And so to me, that I'm so grateful for that teaching because the fear of the Lord is now a beautiful thing. Yes. It is... Uh, it is the 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 majestic glory that he possesses mm-hmm. we can study and worship that god yeah and it's an inward living revelation it's not an outward list of do's and don'ts yeah and i think the key is it actually leads to worship mm-hmm. because who Excellent. who am i that i even get to approach him yes who is this God yes. that the sun and moon will be embarrassed by when he returns because he will outshine them? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this glorious. beautiful, beautiful God, yet I have access to him through Christ. I have to worship him. Yes. It, it leads to a, an awe and a it, almost being overwhelmed. How is it possible? Yes. I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's... You know, it's 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 to fear the Lord, and then I think um, <coughs> there's there's um, I don't know if I'm going to do we'll do a podcast on this or not. But Jennifer and I, you and I had a conversation this morning, even just on this idea, the power of a committed heart to follow the Lord. Yeah. And so David is. I mean, David is such a revolutionary marker mm-hmm. in the story of Israel. And and what's astounding to me is his revelation, his pursuit, and then it was not only him, he took along a lot of people in mm-hmm. the study of God. So you've in beholding God. So you've got many different people that have written Psalms that are descriptors mm-hmm. of we were reading Psalm, what was it, thirty seven today. Mm-hmm. The sons of Korah wrote that. Mm-hmm. And they they understood there's a river. Uh-huh. It was 46, wasn't it? I don't know. There's, <laughs> we're old. Um, but there's a river that makes glad a city. Yeah. They had insights and revelations into the eternal things. And But my point is that Solomon and Solomon's son mm-hmm. both lost their way. Yeah. And worshipped other gods. Mm-hmm. And God, in his correction of them... Mm-hmm remember David so their correction wasn't as severe. Mm -hmm. And my point is that if you will get a revelation of the holiness of God, Mm -hmm. develop the fear of the Lord in you, it can even impact your grandchildren. Yeah, That's the part when I was looking in that going, oh my gosh. Yeah. So as you grow in this, what's the Lord want from you? He wants you to fear him. Mm -hmm. We need to move on here. And to walk in his ways. And so, um, you know, I think it's, you, you, you even get this many times in David that as he began to develop <coughs> his understanding um, his, of God, it was in that place that he goes, I love to do your will. I love to do the things mm-hmm. that you call us to. Mm-hmm. And I think when you understand his greatness, you understand his ways are the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I stay out of sin, and it's not so long a duty-based mm-hmm. faith. It mm-hmm. is a, I, this makes sense. 
Sometimes it's hard to do his ways, Mm -hmm. but it actually makes sense because they're clean. They leave me enriched in him. They leave me with strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's and to walk in his ways and to love him. And so in some ways for me, um, I feel like this in some ways might have been more the revolutionary part of uh, of of this this conversation today love for god is massively emphasized uh-huh. is my point but you know in deuteronomy 6 also comes out of moses re-emphasizing the 10 commandments and and then it is in this deuteronomy 6 where he mm-hmm. kind of summarizes again i i see these as kind of the same thing mm-hmm. deuteronomy 6 and then this, these verses mm-hmm. and it's in there though he goes, the summary of the Ten Commandments is that you would love him. Yeah. And I often think that that would have been a muscle they would have had to work because they've got these encounters where it's terrifying. The presence yeah. of God came and sat and the mountain shook. Yeah. Yeah. They were afraid. They yes. said, Moses, you go talk to right, him. Right. I don't want to be near him. And God had to cover Moses' face. Yes, because of the, the glory. afterglow, yeah. So they had the fear of the Lord that, and it was based off of like real life encounter. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they saw the greatness of God. Mm-hmm. So to love him, I think that might have been even in some ways the, the muscle they mm-hmm. had to really work. Mm-hmm. Where in our time, um, loving God is a major message. Mm-hmm. And I'm still 100% there and I want to, it's going to be a lifelong vision for my life, but it's also this this fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me, though, that you think about what the children of Israel witnessed, like truly experienced, you mm-hmm. know, the wilderness. That was a real thing. They were fed from God's own hand. Yes. Uh, you know, the miracles of their feet didn't swell and their clothes didn't wear out. And there was a, a cloud by day to protect them from the heat yep. and a, a, a fire by night to keep them warm. Yes. They, they lived that way for 40 years. They get the promised land, but yet time and time again, it said, and they forgot what the Lord had done. Yes. And so even, even the outrageous things, even even though the fear of the Lord was just maybe more prevalent in the culture, the the wickedness of the human heart is intense. Yes. And so, yet by the grace of God, there I go. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's something to recognize. We need to know that although they literally saw with their own eyes things that I've only read about, they still had the ability to go off. Hey, it's it's sobering. It's very like, sobering. Like I think it needs to be sobering. It needs to be. And to me, that that's part of the fear of the Lord. Yes. To be sobered 100%. by my own ability to stray and go adrift, even though I've seen a miracle in front of my very own eyes. God, help me. Have mercy on me. Yes. And that's where there's just, you know, when you when you look at, Solomon, so King David, um, and then Solomon is basically living in the wake of his father. Yeah. So his father, without a doubt, just just set a new trail. Yeah. And Solomon still just walking in the fruit of that. Yeah. And then Solomon gets this wisdom that that 
just fills the earth, astounds people of that day. Where does he get his wisdom? And then his wisdom produces extreme riches. Yep. I mean, and I use the word riches because it 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 stole the hearts of of it stole his heart. And mm. it, you know, it's just it's just a tragedy that he has so much wisdom. He's had two conversations with the Eternal. Mm-hmm. That's what First King tells us. He talked twice with God, yet his wife's had the ability to turn his heart. Ooh. Watch, oh, you your, watch yourself, girl. <laughs> yeah, let's blame it on women. Let's do that. You know, that's, um, that was a complete joke, you guys. Not his hmm, decadent ways of... Moving. 100%. So my point is that is even for Solomon, he, he, he lost the fear of the mm-hmm. Lord. In his own greatness, mm-hmm. in his own blessing, mm-hmm. he lost the fear of the Lord yeah. and began to worship other gods. Which is shocking. And so... You Lord know, have mercy. Lord have mercy. And so going into the promises, we have to have this fear of the Lord yeah. on us. Yeah. And the ease of life. So um it's a it's a huge deal. Yeah. I think recognizing that not to be afraid, but I am I am three steps away from heinous sin. Like really. No, I know, I can see it in you. <laughs> and we all are. I'm kidding. No. A hundred percent. It's where you know one tragic situation, yeah. and in the midst of it, you make one bad decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God's gracious; He'll give you lots of encouragement to make a course correction. Mm-hmm. But we can make a bad state, a decision, and then live in it and reject truth, and we're we're gone. Yeah, and that's where to me that is the fear of the Lord. Yeah, because I I understand the 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 flimsiness of the human yes. experience. I'm I'm aware. To a degree, not even fully, what this heart can do. And so, how? Mm-hmm. So, just taking a moment because we we can uh, wrap up soon. But but we don't want to leave people paralyzed. Oh my gosh, I'm going to fall away. Right. So that's to me where you understand also the grace of God. For sure. I think of yeah. Song of Solomon 8, 5 through 7, come up out of the wilderness leaning on our beloved and understanding that his love is as strong as death, meaning it's as certain as death. Everyone dies. Uh-huh. It's strong, but it's stronger than. It, to sustain us. To sustain us. us. Yes. And then, so basically, we just need to stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Stay and in the journey. The same intensity of the fear of God yes. is that same of intensity of the love of God poured Towards out us. upon us. Yes. And it's his desire that none should perish. It's his desire that we would not stumble and fall. Yep. And hit the full force of his energy is on us to keep us when we ask. Yes. That's beautiful. Yep. I think of um, Jude 24, uh, to him who is able Mm -hmm. to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. Come on. Like he is able. I am not able. Yeah, he's able. I am. He is able to keep me from stumbling. Yes. So already just a stumble. Woo. He's able to keep me from doing that and to present me faultless before his presence with exceeding joy, meaning he loves to do it. Yes. He's on our side. Yes. Praise God. Amen. I love that. There's Amen. hope because yes. of him. And so in the context of this, there's not a, it, it's not I'm not afraid to interact with him. Right. 
but I actually lean into his yes. um, grace, his divine strength to enable me mm-hmm. to keep in the fight and so keep in the journey. And so this and to um, verse 13 and to keep his command and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statues, which I commend you today for your good. So this is for your good. Yeah. And so it's in the midst of a vile and perverse generation, there's grace, strength to walk with a holy fear of him mm-hmm. and to love him mm-hmm. and then to walk in his ways. Yes. And Jesus has already told us they're going to hate us. Yeah. So we will be persecuted. Why? Because we follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be part of our story, perhaps. Yeah. You know, I think even in this next couple of decades, I think probably the church at large is going to be t- go through some of this valley. Mm-hmm. But in that, we still have the invitation to keep these two alive, these yes. two, I mean, to keep his ways, to love him, to keep the heart clean mm-hmm. and to worship mm-hmm. and to keep the fear of the Lord. And so I just, um, just in this whole conversation for me, it is, um, I think it refers to a little bit, even our last week podcast is just keeping the seen and the unseen alive in us. Yeah, absolutely. This temporal, this life is temporal that God is, God's eternal. We have eternal yeah. life, the seen, the unseen, and keep this in front of us. And so um, we'll just kind of end with this. I'll end with this comment. But it's it's somewhat Reve- Revelation chapter four and chapter five, mm-hmm. that those two chapters were a launch for me. Yeah. And they launched me into um, just, oh my gosh, the, be- the beholding the glory of God. Mm-hmm. He is so much more than I can even comprehend. Mm-hmm. And for us to have that revelation mm-hmm. and to, and so if you're going, Hey, um, my heart's kind of dull, Dwayne, Jennifer, I don't really know exactly. I think spend some time there. Yeah. Go slowly, go through, slowly those through those chapters and just that the beholding the beauty of who he is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. establish those truths in your life. And that becomes the the paradigm mm-hmm. that you, I mean, just meditate a thousand thousands of a thousand times, a thousand angels are looking on him. Yeah. That's a million angels. Yeah. Are, are, Good math, bud. are looking upon him. Oh, I had to do it before in a calculator. <laughs> so, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's a beauty in God, a stunning glory in who he is, yeah. and that we need to cultivate that, keep that alive, plus having a tender love and adoration for him. Boom. Mic drop. Job, bud. Hey, I hope this was not too much of a hashtag truth slap, <laughs> but... Hey, this is what I think God wanted to talk to us about. Grace, grace. Until next time. Until next time, tell your friends, guys. Get everyone to watch the Dwayne and Jennifer show. Maybe next time we'll have a pony on or something. Right? All right. We should should totally have a pony. Jennifer, stop. Ciao.